Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of The Shit Show is powered by Natural Cycles, the first and only hormone-free birth control app you didn't know you needed. Welcome to The Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Kia ora everyone. Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Shit Show. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We're talking about something kind of fun today. Definitely. I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone hasn't heard about it, but it is the new Borat film. Borat 2 subsequent movie film. Wait, do you have the full title? Yeah. Borat subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bride to American regime or make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I fucking love that. So that is the full name of the movie for anyone who didn't know. And me and Rubes just watched it last night and we were trying to think of something to do the podcast on this week and we just thought, this is it. This is absolutely this is it. our podcast episode. So yes, it's going to be a bit more of a chat just between us about what we thought the film was like why they released this film now and Mm -hmm. how Sasha Baron Cohen uses his humor in such a brilliant way. Definitely. Well, yeah, what did you think of the film, Luce? I was worried because the first Borat is obviously really controversial, but really fucking funny. I mean, yes, and it was brought out 14 years ago. And I think especially this year, there's been a whole lot more... I guess people have been more careful or people have really changed and what is actually okay and I think we've needed that. Of course we've needed that. So it would be it was interesting to see how Baron Cohen was going to operate in this world we're living in yeah, now. How was going to... If he was going to read the room. Yeah, and I think he did. For the most part, it wouldn't be Borat without being controversial. Absolutely. But I have to say, I honestly, I fucking loved it. I loved it. It was hilarious. We were going back and after the movie, we were watching scenes from Bruno. We were watching scenes from Borat movies. Honestly, we need to go on a Sasha Baron Cohen binge. I know. I really loved it too. I thought it was so outrageous. Like there were so many scenes where I was just like, surely this can't be real. Surely that is fake. Surely these people are playing a character. And I think the whole selling point of it is that these aren't characters. Nine times out of ten... These are real interactions that the character Borat is having with everyday people. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what makes it so out the gate and hilarious, but also like, fuck. Like you... Like like, society's fucked. Yeah, like this is insane. And I think that's why it comes at such a point in time where people are about to in America make a really important decision on who they're going to vote for. Yeah, I think it's important to note here, first of all, that there's going to be spoilers, obviously, in this episode. So, you know, you can keep listening and get a bit of a feel for the film and then go watch it, or you can go watch it and then come and listen. But I also think 
we'll be talking about spoilers, but it's not really a film that you have to go into knowing nothing. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I, I think it's all out there on the table. Where I've read so many headlines about it that, you know, you can yeah. listen to this chat and then go watch the yeah. film. So for anyone that doesn't know, though, the way the film works is that Borat is obviously a reporter and he basically talks to normal people. It's A lot of it's not set up. So it's like he's pulling pranks on normal people to expose how real people think about real issues and often it exposes the most awful side of society or of human nature and um, Sasha Baron Cohen is amazing in using humour to really manipulate situations and show the worst in people and then shock us as viewers but remind us that these people exist that have these backwards worldviews and all delivered in a really funny hilarious shocking package fuck yes after watching Borat 2, we went on a bit of a Sasha Baron Cohen deep dive. And I just want to read you guys out some facts about, not about Borat, about Sasha Baron Cohen. Because honestly, at this point, we just stan. He's such an interesting character. So interesting. So a huge point of contention about Borat in the films is how often he brings anti-Semitism into it. And he, as his character Borat, is super anti-Semitic. And so Sasha Baron Cohen himself, which is why he's so passionate about bringing this issue to the table, is an observant Jew who speaks fluent Hebrew. And actually the language that he's speaking in the film is a mixture of Hebrew and Polish. It's not Kazakh, which can be offensive to the people of Kazakhstan that he's pretending to speak their language but isn't. But it was interesting because after the first Borat, where it's quite anti-Semitic, a lot of Jewish people picked up on the fact that he was actually speaking Hebrew mm. while he was making these jokes, which added another layer of his satire. It really does. Mm. I love that. It, that's so interesting. I know. Um, so he also works with the Anti-Defamation League on the Stop Hate for Profit campaign. Do you remember we talked about that campaign during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah, they do some amazing things. They do. And so he kind of heads it up to stop hatred and fake news spreading on social media. He's actually said in a speech that he did to kind of launch this campaign that if Facebook were around in the 1930s, it would have allowed Hitler to post 30-second ads on his solution to the Jewish problem because political ads aren't being policed. And I just think that is very poignant and he's very intelligent and he obviously gives a lot of shits about changing the status quo right now. Um, He also studied anti-Semitism at Cambridge University. He wrote his thesis on the Black Jewish Alliance and identity politics in the civil rights movement. And he went to clown school. And wow. studied under one of the most famous clowns in the world. Which <laughs> okay. I know, which is, you know, a different fun fact. And then lastly, he apparently is a really, really good singer. And he starred in a Les Mis adaptation, which I didn't realise. Have you not seen the film? No. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious Oh, my God. That. Does he sing in it? Yeah, he sings with Helen bon- Bonham Carter. Is that her name? Don't know who that is. Oh. Exposed. I can't believe that. So, yes. Now, Ruby, I do want to pick your brain on whether you had any favourite parts from the film or any parts that you thought were really powerful. What do you reckon? Fuck. I mean, I thought that the actress that played his daughter, Mm -hmm. I thought she was kind of the star of the film. I love Borat, but I thought she was so brave. Because we've seen Mm -hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen 
in that role before. We've seen the outrageous shit that he does and the situations, the potentially really dangerous Mm -hmm. situations that he puts himself in before. But seeing a young woman, she's a 24-year-old Bulgarian actress. Her name is Maria Bakalova, and I just thought she was so brave and brilliant. You know, I imagine a lot of what they do is really fucking scary. They, you know, were in some really compromising situations, and I think she was just brilliant throughout it. And that was the point as well. He was so well known that Borat himself couldn't go undercover anymore. And so bringing in her as the main actor or actress, it was a really smart decision on the film's part. And yeah, she was fucking so brave. Definitely. To keep that anonymity throughout the film, Mm -hmm. he had to wear a lot of disguises Mm -hmm. or use her because... He's too famous. Well, yeah, the, the whole movie is pushed along by people not realizing who they're talking to. And I think he was really smart about how he was able to keep that going, even though he's literally a household name. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part? So I can't remember when this part happened, but there's that part where he just farts. (laughs) That was just so funny. (laughs) I, Okay, I want to say it was when they were at the plastic surgery. Oh, yes, and they ran out the cost. (laughs) It's like the whole film was so smart and the humour was so smart, but this was just the most juvenile part. (laughs) And I thought it was so funny. Uh, Fart humour is always... It's the the worst and most immature kind of humour, but it's always going to get me. I know. Another part I thought was really funny was at the very start when he went to buy his new calculator, which is a cell phone, Borat calls cell phones calculators, and... He is learning how to use Google and he types in his favourite food, which is a spit roast and cream pie. And then it comes up, obviously, with porn. So he says to the guy, let me go to the bathroom. And then it's still connected to the TV. You have to see it, but it's just fucking funny. Because it's so bad, it's but so it bad. is hilarious. And then I think a part that was really powerful was the pro-life clinic part. So Borat going in with his daughter to try and get a plastic baby that she had swallowed out of her tummy and they go to a pro-life clinic and then even though Borat is kind of insinuating that he put the baby there, leading the doctor to believe that he had been having sex with his daughter, the doctor from the pro-life clinic still said that no matter how the baby got there, even if it had mean she'd been raped by her own father, the baby was a gift from God and he didn't care how it got there, they couldn't get rid of it. And it was just such a smart and telling part of the film for someone that is obviously pro-choice. Yeah, it's very telling and quite distressing. It is. And for anyone that's confused, you should really go and watch the movie because the way they do this scene is very smart and the plastic baby she swallows and it's all just, it's very, very smart. So definitely go and watch it. Sounds like we're being paid by Borat too to like host this podcast, but I mean, they can they they fucking if they should want be. <laughs> Alrighty, so before I take us through the climax of the film, let's hear from our sponsors. Now, we all know that finding the right birth control for your body can be an absolute struggle. That is why we were both so shocked finding out about Natural Cycles, a birth control option that is 100% hormone free. Fuck yes, Rubes. You know that I've always had a bloody shit show with the pill. I know that it works for you and it works for a bunch of other people, but my body just does not like the hormones. I honestly turned into the devil. <laughs> 
So I, for one, was pumped to learn about this new option that really did work with my body. Heck yes. And did you know that Natural Cycles is the first and only FDA cleared birth control app? Not to be confused with a period tracker app. And identifies your fertility from your body temperature. When you sign up, Natural Cycles sends you one of their thermometers. Every morning you take your temperature, log it into the app, and bam, it'll let you know if you're fertile or not. So if you read fertile on that day, it means you should use protection that day, right? Exactly. And if you use it perfectly, Natural Cycles is 98% effective. And with typical use, it's 93% effective. We are bloody stoked to have Natural Cycles sponsoring today's episode. If you'd like to check out Natural Cycles for yourselves, go to naturalcycles.com and use the code SISKA, S-Y-S-C-A, for 20% off an annual subscription and a free thermometer. P.S. You must be 18 plus to use Natural Cycles and Natural Cycles does not protect against STIs. Thanks team! So the scene that really catapulted the film, I think, into the public consciousness, this is where I saw a lot of the press. This is how I knew it was coming out. Exactly. Was a scene with Rudy Giuliani, who is the US Attorney General, personal lawyer to Donald Trump, and the former mayor of New York City. So a very decorated man. Mm -hmm. He is found in a very compromising position with Borat's daughter. And so basically what happens in the scene is Borat's daughter interviews Giuliani posing as a news agent from a right-wing news organization. She is there to actually try and seduce Giuliani to be his wife, which is kind of the whole plot of the film. Mm -hmm. And basically throughout the exchange, we see a lot of very flirty and quite uncomfortable comments made by Giuliani that is definitely, you know, being prompted by um, the daughter. She is trying to woo him as part of the movie plotline. However, you know, we see some knee touching, some hand holding, there's compliments about her appearance. It's all very, very cringe. This then escalates as they move into the bedroom because of some sound difficulties. And we see Rudy pat the daughter's ass and then we also hear him ask for her number and address and address yeah you're absolutely right and then at this point we see Tudor who is the daughter taking off her mic and helping Rudy take off his mic we then see Rudy lie down on the bed with his hands down his pants this is the last action that we see before Borat bursts into the room, interrupting the scene and telling Rudy to then take him as a gift instead of his daughter. So this is obviously a very compromising position that we see Rudy in. He's, yeah. he's claimed since the movie has come out that he was simply just tucking his shirt back into his pants. But it was for ages. His hands were down his pants for an uncomfortable amount of time. And, like, as we've seen some of the conversation around this, people take their mics out all the time. They do not have to be lying down on a bed in front of a woman they've just met with their hands down their pants to be doing what he's doing. And, you know, they were drinking. She offered him alcohol. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, you know, he accepted it, but it was all like, none of the stuff is by the books. They were in the bedroom of the yeah. hotel room where the interview was taking place. Like, where was the security? The whole scene was very weird. And yeah, I think what you're saying is completely right. That... Even if he was simply tucking in his shirt, the whole situation around yeah. it, the flirting, the touching, the lying on the bed, like just in general, is all simply like inappropriate. Yeah. And if he thinks that that is fine, then, then what the that's fuck has he done with other people? Yeah. Well, that is what Sasha Baron Cohen came out to say. Uh, he said on Good Morning America, if Rudy found what he did there appropriate behavior, then heavens knows what he's done with other female journalists in hotel rooms. He did what he did. Make up your own mind. It was pretty clear to us. So I think it's just this idea that if he's comfortable acting like this in front of cameras, knowing that he's being filmed, what is he like? when he knows that he's completely alone. And when there's no one watching the scene, Sasha Baron Cohen was literally in a little hideaway spot. Monitoring Monitoring the situation. the situation and burst in when he felt like things were getting out of hand and could potentially have gone in a quite a dangerous direction. direction. Did they target Rudy because he had sexual assault allegations against him before? I don't know if that is why they chose him. They didn't really get into exactly why they picked him. But he is Trump's personal lawyer. He's obviously defended Trump against the many allegations Mm -hmm. that Trump has had against him with, what, 20 plus women? I mean, maybe they had a pretty good idea of what could happen in in this situation. Which is fucked up. And also, obviously, it would be the goal to get Donald Trump in that situation and expose him that way, but they couldn't, so maybe here's the next thing yeah well the original plot of the movie and you see it kind of develop as they go on is mike pence was who they originally wanted to gift borat's daughter to and this is actually really funny because when they actually tried to gift tudor to mike pence this made international headlines and went quite viral not because people knew that it was a borat scene being filmed but actually because there was a man in a giant Trump suit breaking into one of Mike Pence's rallies and was yelling and the whole rally had to stop. Mike Pence, like, stopped talking and was kind of, like, looking around like, what the fuck? You can literally watch it on YouTube. Then Borat, as the Donald Trump character, was escorted out and the press was none the wiser. Yeah. Knowing that in, like, six months' time, this would then be aired as part of the movie. So I think that is hilarious and just goes to show the lengths that they took. Another funny fact for that whole convention was that when Sasha tried to get into it, he was obviously wearing the fat suit. He couldn't get through security and he freaked out and went and ran into the bathroom and literally stayed there for five hours hiding. And once the security had dispersed, he was able to sneak in. So real dedication to the role. Honestly, it makes you wonder what the security is like. This whole film and the the amount of situations that they can get themselves into as undercover people with fucking cameras and stuff. I know. Did you hear how there was footage that didn't make it into the movie 
about Tudor trying to get into the White House and yeah. not once was she asked for a COVID test or anything like that. Like, she was basically able to get in there. She got in there. And nobody nobody gave a shit whether she had COVID or not. She talked to Trump's son. Like, there's footage of it. She literally was sitting in there and she could just walk right in. Insane. It, absolutely insane. That's so smart. Another thing I did want to chat about, Rubes, is how timely the mm. release of this film is. And that is not by accident. So Baron Cohen has actually said that they wanted to release this film and they wanted to release it now, right before the election, because it's right before the election. So obviously 14 years ago we first met Borat and Baron Cohen kind of puts it best himself. He said, in 2005 you needed a character like Borat, who is a misogynist, who is racist, anti-Semitic, to get people to reveal their inner prejudices. Now those inner prejudices are overt. Racists are proud of being racist. When the president is an overt racist, an overt fascist, it allows the rest of society to change their dialogue too. So we are now living within Borat's kind of punchline of his last movie. We are seeing the racists that used to be the butt of the joke now pretty much running the country. And so... He, Baron Cohen really said, he said he felt like he had to ring the alarm bell and say that democracy is in peril this year. And so basically he really just wanted to get this out before election day. They wanted it to be a reminder to everyone of who they need to vote for and who they're not voting for. And so obviously we wanted to know what Trump thought about this. Naturally. Particularly after his mate Rudy had been thrown under the bus. So when Trump was commenting on the Rudy Giuliani scene in particular, he said, I don't know what happened, but years ago, you know, Baron Cohen tried to scam me and I was the only one who said no way. That's a phony guy and I don't find him funny. To me, he's a creep. Can rich? Jesus Christ. So then Baron Cohen, who usually tweets as Borat when it's like responses to this kind of shit, but this time tweeted as Baron Cohen saying... Donald, I appreciate the free publicity for Borat. I admit, I don't find you funny either. (laughs) But yet the whole world laughs at you. I'm always looking for people to play racist buffoons and you'll need a job after January 20th. Let's talk. Oh my God, amazing. I know, I know. I love that. And I think the fact that Trump was able to get Cohen to come out of his character like, is saying a lot. It's showing that this is something he really cares about. This was a goal of Mm. this film, eh? Trump has had a few other run-ins with Baron Cohen in a couple of separate instances, which I also want to talk about because it just further proves how much of a dickhead Trump is. Once when Sasha Baron Cohen was in his LEG persona, he pitched Trump on the idea of a glove to prevent ice cream from dripping on your hand. The president walked out of the interview and afterwards told the New York Times... I thought he was seriously retarded. It was a total con job. Like, who the fuck uses that type of language to the New York Times and to describe someone? And then literally gets voted in as the president. Yeah, no. A fucking feral. Um, and then again, when Sasha Baron Cohen was promoting his film The Dictator, he dressed up as his character and he dumped the cremation ashes of Kim Jong-il, which was actually just flour, on Ryan Seacrest's tuxedo in front of the press. Do you remember this happening on a mm-hmm, red carpet? Mm-hmm. So then Trump, who wasn't the president or anything at the time, but he used to just spend heaps of time gossiping about other 
people and celebrities. He went nuts. He tweeted and he made a YouTube video about how rude the stunt was. He said that Mr. Seacrest's security guard should have pummeled and punched Mr. Baron Cohen in the face so many times he wouldn't have known what happened. And he said the comedian should have ended up in hospital. Oh my god. He's a sicko. Trump is honestly a sicko. That's like psychopathic. It is. He made a fucking YouTube video about it. That's hugely threatening. <laughs> yeah, more threatening than having some flour dumped on you. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. That's why I really wanted to talk about this because why are we not? Ugh, because nothing shocks anyone when it comes to Trump. I know. Hey, so Trump really does feel strongly about Baron Cohen and he has it out for him, kind of. So I can fucking see why Baron Cohen continues to make these films in the face of him because he needs to and someone needs to show what Trump's America is like. Mm -hmm. So do we want to chat a little bit about Borat's humour? I think so. Because it is something that given the current climate that we're in, I really wasn't sure how it was going to go down and this is something we kind of touched on at the start of Mm -hmm. the podcast but I think when you watch the movie and you get more into it and you're kind of re-immersed in it you realize Borat is just a vehicle and he is just exposing people's true colors he's convincing people to reveal their opinions which otherwise I'd often keep them hidden and I think it's because as a character Borat is so outrageous and crazy and radical that people feel comfortable sharing their opinions because by comparison they don't seem as insane exactly but what they don't realize is that well Borat's actually just a complete you know he's not real and so they're just left with looking like the racist homophobic anti-semitic people that they are Mm -hmm. oh first of all I completely agree and you pretty much took the words out of my mouth just then I found something that Sasha Baron Cohen had said in one of the few speeches he did as himself, and I think it's really fitting to what you just said. I admit that most of my comedy over the years has been pretty juvenile. However, when Borat was able to get an entire bar in Arizona to sing Throw the Jew Down the Well, it revealed people's indifference to anti-Semitism. When, as Bruno, I started kissing a man in a cage fight in Arkansas and nearly started a riot, it showed the, it showed the violent potential of homophobia. And when, disguised as an ultra-woke developer, I proposed building a mosque in one rural community, prompting a resident to proudly admit I am racist against Muslims, it showed a wide acceptance of Islamophobia. So he knows exactly what he's doing and he's so good at it. Exactly what he's doing. I think it can go both ways. It can show the evils of people, but it can also show the good of people. He's such a offensive, grotesque character that it shows people's real colours. And an example of this was in the movie, he visits a synagogue and he's dressed in a costume that literally hits every offensive racist Jewish stereotype that there is and in the movie he meets two Jewish women one of them who actually lived through the holocaust and despite his costume and his remarks these women show him kindness and love and we see Borat learning a lesson through this and I think Mm -hmm. you know Borat's not forcing people to say any of this shit he's just truly exposing them for who they are yeah I think another person in the film 
that talks to that point about Borat also being able to show the good in people, even when they don't know that they're being filmed or exposed, is when he drops off his daughter to be babysat and she's tied to a ball and chain and has to drink out of a, what, dog water bowl? And basically, Tuta, the daughter, is under this premise that she is a woman so she doesn't have a brain and she can't do anything and she needs a boob job. And this lady who she goes to to babysit her really takes Tuta under her wing when she doesn't have to and says, you have a brain you're smart, you're beautiful, you're important, and she actually reappears. She's kind of like the hero of the film. Mm. She appears a few times, and she shows a really beautiful side of human nature, which was brought out by Borat's fucking over-the-top yes. gross treatment of his daughter. And so, yeah, I agree, Rubes. Sasha Baron Cohen shows the good and the bad. It's however people want to react to what he's doing, yeah. and that's on them. Yeah, and unfortunately, it showed a lot more of the bad than it did the good. But that's what we need to see. It is what we need to see. I I think another thing is for anybody who finds this humor really offensive, we also need to remember that satire and comedy is an incredibly powerful tool. The people who need to vote, who may not vote, are not the people who are reading the news and the traditional news media every day. They're the people who might be younger, who might spend a lot more time watching comedies Mm -hmm. or engaging with the type of content that is like for it. Mm -hmm. So these are the type of people who need to be politically engaged. And Mm -hmm. I think that is who Sasha Baron Cohen is targeting and who are going to, by default, become more political from watching this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't watch this movie and not be a little bit changed by it. And I think that's why it's so important to sometimes think out of the box and it might not always be the most you know pc way but it is playing the part that needs to play also some of the people that watch borat and feel offended is probably because they're seeing themselves represented on screen and you're not liking what you're seeing so you're offended and that means that you're one of the people that's been exposed so look into yourself be self-aware and if you realize that you're a redneck (laughs) Change something. Maybe change something. I don't know how many rednecks are listening to the shit show. No, probably not. Uh, but if you haven't watched it, I'd seriously recommend. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah, if we haven't made it clear in this, then uh, definitely go watch it because we did love it. Yeah, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Me too. If you do have any thoughts, come and see us on our Instagram at the shit show with a bunch of underscores or at shit you should care about. Our website, shit you should care about.com or our Facebook group, the shit you should care about squad. Thank you so much to Natural Cycles as usual for making this episode happen. Yeah, we got to pay those bills somehow. Girls got to eat. And you can catch us in your ears next week. Woo! Bye! Bye! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.